Today's podcast is brought to you by Howie's new book, Paperboy. To order today, go to HowieCarshow.com and click on store. Live from the Aviva Trattoria studio, it's the Grace Curley Show. You can read Grace's work in the Boston Herald and the Spectator. The Grinch did not steal Christmas. Here's the millennial with the mic. They want you to say Grace. Grace Curley. Welcome back, everyone, to the Grace Curley Show. It is 2 o'clock on Tuesday. That means we're going to be joined by Toby Leary in just a moment here. I did have a couple of stories, though, that I wanted to give you before we go to Toby, but this is your sign to get on the line. It's 844-500-4242. One story that just broke, which I think ties into what we were discussing in the last hour, is that Linda Sarsour, who's the anti-Israel activist, Um, And other agitators were arrested after staging a protest inside the Capitol building. Now, I'm old enough to remember when this would be called an insurrection. I'm sure some of you are, too. On Tuesday, outspoken anti-Israel activist Linda Sarsour, along with dozens of other anti-Israel demonstrators, staged a protest. I'm sure it was mostly peaceful inside the U.S. Capitol building in D.C. They demanded there's that word again. Everyone's always issuing their demands that aid to Israel from the U.S. be halted as the nation fights a war against Palestinian terror group Hamas. The protest was shut down by Capitol Police and a number of those who took part were arrested, including Sarsour. Insurrection happening now in the Capitol. That was from Marjorie Taylor Greene. Members of the group held up signs and banners, some of which read, The people choose life, cease fire now, and protect immigrants, plus asylees. Not another nickel, not another dime, no more money for Israel's crimes. These demonstrators chanted. You know, this is on the heels of a story that we talked about yesterday with Ilhan Omar, where she said she spoke to Joe Biden about Muslim voters and also young voters and how he's risking losing those voters. And I was thinking about it today because the squad understands how Joe Biden works. You know, they understand that there's something about him. I don't know if it's his thin skin or what, but he doesn't like when these young people are mad at him. And you can say what you want about Trump, but if he finds out someone doesn't like him, he kind of feeds off that. Joe Biden's a little bit of the opposite. He doesn't want to stand by his convictions if he thinks they make him less popular. You know, he will go any way the wind blows if it means that maybe he'll be seen as a a likable character by these activists, using air quotes. And so Ilhan Omar, by saying to him, you know, it'd be a shame if you were to lose a lot of votes here. I think it's an effective strategy. I think he will cave. And how he brought this up, it's probably a few months ago now at this point. But Joe Biden was at a fundraiser, and most of the people at the fundraiser were pro-Israel. And he got one heckler who was saying, you know, ceasefire now, we need a pause. And by the end of the fundraiser, he was already singing a different tune. Like, this is a guy who caves quite frequently. He caves a lot more often than the squad caves. The squad, as much as I don't agree with them, they have a good record when it comes to getting their way, when it comes to making demands and succeeding in those demands. The squad has a pretty good record. 
So I think that all of this pressure, this pressure campaign, it could work for them. It it could work out. And, And I don't say that, you know, obviously I'm not happy about it. I would love if Joe Biden would stand strong as an ally to Israel, but I just don't see it. I don't think he cares about anything as much as he cares about his poll numbers, which is ironic because, I mean, they suck. So it's kind of funny that he cares about them so much when he's doing so poorly. But I do. I think he gets obsessed with them. I think he hates this, the fact that all these young progressives who he's tried so hard to make happy over the last couple of years, and he succeeded to a degree, but you can't ever make it these young people, these young radicals happy. That's something they all have in common. All these progressives have in common. Whether it's the climate activists, the anti-Israel activists, the Antifa activists, or call them vandals if you want to, because they're usually they're usually vandalizing some some piece of property. They're not they're not easy to make happy. They're malcontents. They, they're, their setting is usually ticked off. That, that's usually how they operate is they're mad about something. They have a chip on their shoulder. And so it doesn't matter how hard he tries. He can bend over backwards for these people. And all of these young people are still going to be mad about something. And right now it's Israel and the money we send to Israel. Tomorrow it will be the climate. And the list goes on and on. And so you're better off, it's like anything else in life, you're better off just accepting the facts that people are not going to like you and there's always going to be critics and doing what you want to do anyway. Elon Musk said that recently. Trying to be likable is such a weakness. And I think Joe Biden is finding that it's really hard to support Israel and also have the love and adoration from this giant block of his party. Um, One other thing I wanted to mention here on kind of a similar note is Alec Baldwin was accosted by protesters. This is a guy, though, I will say, he never follows one of my rules, which is do not engage. Like how he always says, if you see a fight breaking out or something, you go the other way, you take a different street. I have a feeling Alec Baldwin never takes that option. I think he tends to go towards the chaos because otherwise how there's no reason he had to be in the center of this protest emma's laughing emma you know i'm right this guy has more money than most people will ever make in their lives i don't know how much he has now after all the lawsuits but i'm sure if he wanted to he could have gone a different way and yet he ends up really in the center in the eye of the storm yes i watched the video he is in the middle of the street in New York City, surrounded by these people. Yeah, and you know what? What One friend of mine who's very into celebrities and gossip and stuff, which I am too, said to me years ago, before the most recent Alec Baldwin scandals, there's been quite a few, but a friend of mine said years ago that if you're a celebrity and you have tons of money and you want to disappear and you actually want to go incognito and not be recognized, you can. So anytime you see a celebrity who's constantly followed by paparazzi, it's because they want to be. And I always remember that because Alec Baldwin's a perfect example. This guy does not want to be out of the limelight. Otherwise, he would be out of the limelight. So just listen to a little bit of this back and forth. Uh, This is Alec Baldwin and uh, NYC protesters, cut 12. 
you guys and children. You've already got your mind made up. You better be questioning that, right? Oh, I'm asking you a question. I'm in, I'm in Hollywood. Is that your answer? Say. Is that your answer? You ask stupid questions. Uh, ask do you me condemn? Right. Ask me a stupid question. Condemn? Do you condemn Israel? Do you condemn Israel? Big man. Big man. Do you condemn Israel? Yeah. I have to assume there was an easier way for him to get to where he was going. I know he was going to work, but still. Um, but again, it's it's amazing that these activists are so unlikable and so ignorant that they make Alec Baldwin look good. Talk about an accomplishment. All right. Joining us now for 2A Tuesdays is Toby Leary. Toby, thank you so much for coming on. Um, I hope that Cape Gunworks is having a good Christmas. I hope you guys have a lot of customers headed to the store. And I want to start, Toby, right away with uh, we have people on the line. Let's go to Jay. You're first up with Toby Leary today. Go ahead, Jay. Are you there, Jay? Jay? I'm sorry. Hold on. We're having a little issue with the phones. Oh, there you, there you are, Jay. Can I hear you? Hmm, we lost him again. We'll put Jay on hold. Toby, thank you for coming on. Um, like I said, it's Christmas time. Are you guys busy at Cape Gunworks right now? Yes, this is a very busy season for us, and thank you, Grace, for having us. Uh, and great job on Jesse Waters last week. I oh. saw you. Uh, it was it was excellent. I was proud. It was a proud moment. I said, I know that girl, and she's <laughs> doing a great job of where all the other uh, journalists are refusing to do. But anyway, um, so yeah, it's been very busy. Uh, people are coming in for the holidays, signing loved ones up for classes, which, by the way, you can still get a cheap bastard deal for a license to carry class half off if you go to the Howie Carr website. Those, there's only a few left, so anyway... Just a shameless plug there. And uh, great for gift-giving and stockings and save money all at the same time. So, uh, But a lot of people come into classes. Our classes have been very full. People getting range memberships. and But uh, also a lot of people are getting that firearm they've had their eye on and wanted for a while. And so <laughs> they're, they're doing that. So it's been very busy. Plus, we got this pending omnibus legislation so people are starting to realize hey this thing might actually go through and and so they're um they're buying the gun that they know they won't be able to get if this legislation does pan out so uh, we have a little bit of panic buying not much but uh most of the people are happily coming in and picking up a new firearm you know what is a, a trend and maybe uh will is listening um but a lot of guys are buying guns for their wives this Christmas season, which I think is a great idea. It's a <laughs> wonderful gift, <laughs> gift-giving idea for, for that loved one in your family. Well, anyway, so that's been the trend. Toby, I can tell you right now, Will definitely is listening because he always listens to your segments <laughs> every week. And then when I come home, he says, you know, I had this question for Toby. And I'm like, you know what, Will? You can always call in. If you have a question, call in. <laughs> Speaking of that, Emma actually has a question. Emma, do you want to hop on the mic and ask this before we go to all the callers in the next break? Go ahead. Sure. Hi, Toby. Hey, Emma. Um, so I have a question about the Christmas season and potentially buying someone ammo for Christmas. Do you have to have mm-hmm. an LTC to purchase ammo? Do you have to do it within your state if they live in a different state? What's kind of the process? I'm a little nervous to walk into a gun shop. That's not Cape Gunworks. I'm not nervous to walk into Cape Gunworks. <laughs> but one, it, I'm from Pennsylvania, so I would be nervous to walk into a gun shop. So can you kind of go through the process? Yeah, most states don't recognize um, 
ammunition as a restricted item like Massachusetts does. So you can't buy ammunition in this state. Even, get this, even if you have a non-resident license to carry, you can't buy ammunition in the state of Massachusetts. So you've been through the process, you've been vetted, you have a license, but you live out of state, you come to Massachusetts, you can't buy ammo. It's crazy. You're allowed to carry a loaded gun, but you can't buy ammo at a gun store. So what we do is we ship ammo to out of state, you know, to people in other states and, uh, you know, all the time. So that's not a problem. We can do that. It's easy to do. Or if you're in another state, if you're in Pennsylvania, they're, they're going to be like, yeah, sure. What do you want? How much do you want? So there's really not a restriction. I think there's only a few states with restrictions on ammo, like Massachusetts, New York, California, the usual suspects, let's put it that way. Most of the other states recognize Ammunition is a protected arm under the Constitution, and there's no restriction on it. So, All right, there you go, Emma. And and you know what? If anyone has questions like that, Toby, and they show up at Cape Gunworks, like Emma said, you don't have to be afraid to go in and ask questions. Everybody there is very nice. No one's intimidating. You're not going to get that old school feeling of like, oh, you know, I'm not an expert on all these things, so they don't want me here. It's a very welcoming atmosphere, and it's a great place to go to ask all these questions and to maybe stock up on things for Christmas, which is always a good idea. We'll be right back. We'll take more of your questions for Toby. I'll check out the text line because I know we get a lot of questions on there. It's 844-500. 4242. Get on the line now so that I can go right into the questions when we come back. Uh, Nossip Beach Inn just opened their reservations for winter getaways. And I have to tell you, it might not be a polite thing to do to mention the price right away. But if you've ever stayed on Cape Cod, you're not going to believe these prices. I read this for the first time and I said to Jared, Jared, you got to double check this. It says for under $200. And he did double check it with Dave Henchy, and it's true. Right now, you can stay at the Nasa Beach Inn, which is a beautiful spot on Cape Cod. Nasa Beach is really incredible. And you stay there, you get a fireplace in your room, there's fire pits outside of your room. And I think one of the best parts is every room has an ocean view. You really can't beat it. It's one of the most peaceful places. You can see the stars clearly at night, your steps from the beach, and you're also a drive away from these fabulous restaurants that usually, and Toby can attest to this, usually in the summer, you can't even get in. They're so crowded. But in the wintertime, it's nice and cozy. You can unplug, you can relax, and you can do it at you know a, a real fraction of the price that you typically be paying. So make sure you go to NossetBeachInn.com to book your rooms. Again, reserve your ocean view room today. Go to NossetBeachInn.com. Just check out the website. You don't have to take my word for it. Check out the website. Look at the rooms. They're all beautiful. And uh, you are going to have a wonderful time if you book this incredible deal at the Nosset Beach Inn. So go to NossetBeachInn.com. That's NossetBeachInn.com. We'll be right back with Toby Leary. Get on the lines now. It's 844-500-4242. We'll be right back. This is The Grace Curley Show. Welcome back to The Grace Curley Show. A lot of people want to talk to Toby Leary, and I don't blame them. He is the expert when it comes to all of your gun questions. So without further ado, let's go to the callers here. Uh, Bob, you are up next with Toby. Are you there, Bob? Yep, I'm here. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. What's your question for Toby? 
And Toby, my son, he's moving back from Texas. Don't ask me why, but he's coming back. Uh, he has an AR-10, an AR-15, and a handgun. And uh, he's coming home for Christmas first, and I told him he probably has to go get his license. But is he legally able to bring back the AR-10 and the AR-15 to Massachusetts, seeing how he already owns them? Yeah, I'll give you the official answer, and that is no. Um, they... You know, unfortunately, the state would say no, that he hasn't. He has no right to bring those back into the state. Um, this is something that I don't think would be prosecuted. But again, I'm no lawyer. Uh, if somebody brought it back, made him mass compliant by all the modifications he need to do, and then registered him, I've never heard of anyone being charged with anything. But that all depends on what his comfort level is with. Uh, violating the myriad mass gun laws, so <laughs> it's a uh, it's a risk, you know, up to him. It's you know, you should seek competent legal counsel if he's really worried about it. But unfortunately, uh, the official answer is no. Uh, the state does not allow people to bring guns in that are not um, that are considered assault weapon by the state definition. Unfortunately, so. Uh, that's that's really the the answer I can tell tell you that will keep them safe and out of trouble. So um, I wish I had a better answer for you someday, Bob. Someday <laughs> we'll have our rights back. Thank you, Bob, for the question. The number is eight four four five hundred forty two forty two. Get on the lines now, and we will continue to take your calls for Toby Leary. Got to take a quick break so we can do the poll question, which I, I want to get Toby's take on. Today's poll question is brought to you by Tux Trucks. Fisher plow season is on at Tux Trucks GMC in Hudson, Mass. Tux ordered more plows and spreaders this year to meet demand for residential, commercial, and municipal snow plowing. See Tux Trucks. Your Fisher Plow Distributor. Call 1-800-MY-TRUCK. Emma Foley is on the board this week as Jared Diglio is off. Emma, what is the poll question and what are the results thus far? Today's poll question is Christmas tree, real or fake? Toby, what do you prefer, a real tree or a fake tree? I think I know, but I'm going to ask anyway. Well, if it came to setting it up and breaking it down, I'd prefer a fake tree, but I really, I'd never get away with that. So we get a real tree every year, and I do like the smell of the real tree. But, um, you know, it depends what kind of Christmas mood I'm in. (laughs) I've seen some really good fake trees, by the way, but uh, I I go with the real tree. You know what? It's funny you say that because they really have improved. It's one of those things Mm -hmm. that the improvement on the fake trees should be noted. And I'm also noticing a different tone this year from people. Not you, Toby, because you're always just the sweetest. But a lot of people who have been aggressive in the past and been shaming people who get fake trees, I don't know if it's the economy. I don't know if it's, I don't know what it is. But they seem to be a little bit more sympathetic to people who prefer the fake trees. I also am a real tree kind of girl, but I don't pass judgment on others. So, Emma, what are the results? Still a heated race at 50-50. Stop. I can't remember the last time we had a 50-50 like this. You guys got to get yourselves to gracecurlyshow.com and vote in this poll question. The other thing you have to do is get on the lines. It's 844-500-4242. Rand, everybody else, we're going to get to your calls in just one second. So hang on there. When we come back... We're going to talk to real tree enthusiast and gun expert, Toby Leary. Don't go anywhere. We'll take all your questions after the break.
live from the Aviva Trattoria studio. Welcome back, everyone, to the Grace Curley Show. We are so happy to be joined by Toby Leary on this Tuesday. Toby, you all know him. He's our gun expert. You can find him at Cape Gunworks in Hyannis. And right now, he's here to answer your questions. And so we're going to throw it to the callers. Rand, you're next up with Toby. Go ahead, Rand. Hello, Grace. Hello, Toby. How are you today? Great, thanks. Toby, I'm going to hand... Uh, Toby, I'm a New Hampshire resident. Uh, I have a carry permit in New Hampshire that I've had for many years, so I continue to renew it. I keep a boat in uh, Beverly Harbor, so I obviously can't carry uh, a concealed weapon when I come down. But is there any way, as a New Hampshire resident, I can get a a mass permit? Yes, you can. You can get a non-resident license to carry, um, which, as I was mentioning in the first segment to Emma, that uh, will allow you to carry a gun in Massachusetts. Um, it is renewable every uh, year, um, but you don't have to appear in person every year anymore like you used to. And it's that you just do every five years now. So you go down to Chelsea, which is the um, Department of Public Safety, and you apply in person. But you first have to take our mandatory four-hour safety class, which is... Um, there's a bunch of different shops in Massachusetts and instructors. Um, if you've taken like an NRA course or something up in New Hampshire, it's not recognized here in Massachusetts unless it's with someone who was registered by the uh, Bureau of the State Police. So you have to get someone who is registered with the state and then take that four-hour uh, class and pay the pay the fine, the fine, I call it a fine, the fee to go uh, apply for your license to carry. And it'll probably take a few months to even get an appointment in Chelsea. So get the class out of the way and get the appointment made. And then once they give you an appointment, you can apply and it's going to take probably three to six months total, the whole uh, operation. I've heard people who are applying now are getting, um, dates out in like March and June, Mar- March to June to get an appointment to get the get the license. So it's something that's going to take a while. It's going to be frustrating, but you can do it. All right. Thank you very much, Rand. Thanks for the call. 844-500-4242. Um, Toby, I did want to ask you a question, and I read this on the NRA website about the White House Office of Gun Violence Prevention. So I guess they held this meeting with Democrat state legislators, and the meeting was titled uh, Biden-Harris Administration Safer States Initiative. And it kind of had a couple bullet points or an outline of what they were going for and their plan for state actions. And two of them stuck out to me, and I I wanted to get your take on two. The first one is invest in evidence-informed solutions to prevent and respond to gun violence. Thus far, have you found that people who are um, promoting gun control are using evidence-informed solutions? Is evidence a big part of this? Is data a big part of this? Or are they kind of changing the stats and the numbers to suit their own narrative? Yeah, that's a great point, uh, Grace. Great question. It's They always manipulate the data. In fact, there's a great podcast with someone who's not a friend of Second Amendment in any way, shape, or form. It's Malcolm Gladwell. He did a six-part series on guns. And I think it's the third or the fourth series in, the, in this episode where he talks to the people 
who uh, wrote the white paper on the assault weapons ban, you know, on how to approach banning assault weapons, quote unquote, and using people's ignorance to their advantage through the media and and try to scare people into thinking that just commonly owned guns in America are, you know, are the same as the military uses. They're machine guns. They're fully automatic, all this stuff. And using people's um, ignorance of it as a way to gin up support and whip people up. And in this white paper, they're they're totally transparent about the deceptiveness of their role in this. And Malcolm Gladwell calls him out. He was very frustrated. He's like, you're actually hurting the movement of banning guns by your deceptive nature and by manipulating data and by being disingenuous because people who choose to educate themselves will see right through it. And he kind of was like, well, no, that's not really what we're doing. He goes, no, that's exactly what you're doing. And so he took him to task, and he's a liberal Canadian who wants to ban guns. But he was very frustrated at the disingenuous nature of the people who are behind gun control. And guess what, Grace? The one thing gun control never does is actually lay the blame at the people who are responsible for violence or negative outcomes with a firearm. That is where we need to focus our attention. And you'd get us as gun-owning Americans to the table and we'd all be on the same page. How do we reduce negative outcomes with a firearm? I'm there. I'm willing to have that discussion with anyone who will listen in America. The problem is all gun control does is further restrict the people who you don't have to worry about. And that's that's what the end result of all gun control advocacy does is restrict you and I, the people you don't have to worry about, law-abiding, responsible gun owners in America. And they'll point to some anecdotal evidence that some guy, you know, left his gun somewhere and a kid gained access to it. Well, in most states, he's already violating a ton of laws. So passing more laws for everybody to fix the one guy who's stupid is never going to work. It has never worked. It never will work. And, and the problem is they'll continue to manipulate data. They'll continue to lie. They'll continue to use deceptive uh, data to, to try to win people over to their argument. One of the biggest offenders of this is almost universally across the board with every single gun control group like Brady and Giffords and, you know, Moms Demand, every one of them, all tout the lie that the firearms are the leading cause of death in children in America. That is so false. It's been debunked a million times, and yet they still continue to uh, lead with every time they're trying to advocate for gun control. That's one of the things they'll, they'll say. And, and, you know, Hitler made it popular. You tell the lie often enough and loud enough, people will believe it. And that's what they're doing. They're taking a page right out of the Third Reich's playbook. Using people's ignorance to their advantage through the media, I think that actually describes a lot of what we're seeing beyond even gun control that's happening in this country right now. Um, We have a lot of people on the lines here, Toby, so let's get to it. David, you're up next with Toby Leary. Go ahead, David. Uh, Toby, I was curious if you could recommend, are there any law firms that specialize in uh, helping applicants um, you know, uh, get their licenses, you know what I mean? They yes. know where the bear traps and know where the, the problems are. Yep. Uh, you know, can you recommend anybody? Yes, yes. Um, Jason Guida um, is one. Uh, Jason Guida is very good. Um, Keith Langer, uh, and I think he's kglangerlaw.com. 
uh, is excellent. And Andrew Kuchar is another one um, in Massachusetts. And uh, there's another one, uh, uh, William Smith. And these four lawyers know the ins and outs of mass gun laws and can really help anyone who's running into a wall as far as applying for the license to carry. All right, so we got Jason Guida, Keith Langer, Andrew Kucher, and William Smith for people looking for lawyers to help them avoid those bear traps. Uh, Peter, you're next up with Toby Leary. Go ahead, Peter. Uh, thank you, Grace. Uh, Toby, I always enjoy your comments and listening to your show. Uh, so similar question is the New Hampshire resident coming from Mass non-resident. My understanding, New Hampshire does not acknowledge any non-resident license. There's no process for that. What about Maine, Vermont, and upstate New York? No, actually, New Hampshire is a constitutional carry state now. So all three states to our north, Mass, I mean, excuse me, Maine, New Hampshire, and Vermont are all constitutional carry states. So anyone who is not prohibited from their own, in their own state, can carry a gun in any one of those states. Uh, New York does not have any type of ability to get a non-resident license to carry. Connecticut does. Rhode Island does, although it's very difficult. Connecticut is also very difficult. Um, so those are the states in the Northeast that you can get permitted in. I don't believe you can in New Jersey, um, but I'm not sure, 100% sure on that. They, they make it very hard for residents to get licensed. Um, so there's also the um, the Florida non-resident license, which has reciprocity agreements with, I think, 10 other states plus the 27 states that are constitutional carry. So that gets you about 37 states or 35, 36. It fluctuates here and there. But um, I like the Florida non-resident for that reason that you can carry in Florida. Also, the Utah non-resident helps a lot of people um, get some extra states that they couldn't normally carry in. But um, but the Florida one is specific to Florida. So anyway, but nothing needed to our borders on the north, which is nice. Uh, Maine, New Hampshire, and Vermont. And I wish all states were like that and would acknowledge the Constitution. But until then, we still live behind the lines here in Massachusetts. So, <laughs> But yeah, you're good to go up there. And Toby, you just mentioned New York, and we're not going to have time during this segment, but maybe I'll ask you about it next week. I was hearing about how a lot of bodega owners, and I think it was part of a union of some sort, are actually starting to arm themselves and getting their licenses to carry because they're so sick of the violence that they're encountering, especially late at night in New York City. So it will be interesting to see if the tides are changing in some of these blue states where people feel like they're sitting ducks, because in a lot of cases they are. Uh, Toby Leary, we love having you. Can you let people know where they can find you, where they can listen to you, and especially heading into Christmas, where they can visit you at Cape Gunworks? Yeah, thanks so much, Grace. Uh, come on down and visit us at 96 Airport Road in Hyannis. Great place to do some Christmas shopping, buy something for that loved one in your life. I get a lot of people coming in, buying gift cards and you know, signing people up for classes. You can do that also online. You go to capegunworks.com. You can buy gift cards and sign up for classes there. You can also do some shopping on our web store there. Um, we also are on Rapid Fire Radio every Wednesday afternoon from 4 to 6, so we'd love to have you join us um, on that show. Go to rapidfireradio.us, and um, you can also um, check us out on the Grace Curley Show every Tuesday for 2A Tuesday. But don't forget, Get your loved one that license to carry certificate at the Howie Car Store 
Um, Grace can tell you how to get that. And um, yeah, so it's been a great season so far, and we're looking forward to servicing people all the way up to Christmas and New Year and into the New Year. So we'll see what the next year brings. But uh, right now we're pretty happy uh, helping everybody in the state of Massachusetts figure it out in a hard state to figure it out in. Absolutely. And Toby's right. This license to carry class is a really great gift. And he mentioned it being a stocking stuffer. And I would agree because it's something you can just buy right now. You don't have to wait for it to arrive and wrap it up and all these things. You can just, you know, let them know I got you this. You can take it to Cape Gunworks. You're getting a great deal. And all you have to do to get your hands on this is go to gracecurlyshow.com. Click on store. I can't believe we still have a couple left for my listeners. Um, And you're very lucky that we do because these go quick. So go to gracecurlyshow.com, click on store, and you'll see the Cape Gunworks LTC class on there. Hop on that right now. Thank you, Toby Leary. We really appreciate it. And uh, we'll be right back with Howie Carr. But before we go, I want to let people know about another great deal, which is the Gen 40 heater. You know, I use this all the time in my living room. That's where I spend a lot of my time in the winter, I especially, you know, around Christmas. I'm watching Christmas movies. I'm getting cozy. I've got the heater on. Or even if I'm just working on my laptop, you know, writing a column, I like to stay warm. And it's just a lovely way to stay warm and save money. But it's also great to have in offices. You know, sometimes you end up fighting over the thermostat because somebody in accounting likes it colder than you do. Or, you know, people start to go back and forth. Emma, you like it warm. You've been working in this office and you've been using the Gen 40 heater and it's been working for you. Yes. So I work during Howie's show next to a big window, which I'm very thankful for the window. But after the sun goes in, which is around 3.30 p.m. these days, it starts to get cold. Mm -hmm. And so I started using one of the Eden Pure heaters in the back and to keep my legs warm. And it's been working great. But then I'm not bothering Taylor or Jared by turning the thermostat up very high. Easily bothered too. Some of our coworkers, when it comes to the temperature, they can be very sensitive about what degree it's at. So Emma's right. You don't want to bother your coworkers. You don't want to bother your your wife or your husband. You want to have the heat the way you want it, and you can get that with Gen Forty. Plus, right now, I don't know why. I think it's just they're being very nice here, and they're giving my listeners such a great deal. They could easily jack up the prices of these heaters because. Let's face it, it's it's the season for the heaters, but they're giving you a great deal and you can save $50 for one more week with code GRACE50. If you go to EdenPureDeals.com, use code GRACE50 for the Gen 40 heater. Other companies are cranking up their shipping prices around the holiday season, not at EdenPure. EdenPure is giving you free shipping as an added bonus. There's just so many great reasons to get this product. Get the temperature higher and the bills a lot lower with the EdenPure Gen 40 heater. It's a cool-looking heater, too, which is rare. It's very sleek, very stylish. It's not clunky. It's not going to take up a lot of room. It's going to go with whatever whatever decor you have. And so you can save $50 for one more week with code GRACE50. Go to EdenPureDeals.com. Use code GRACE50 for the Gen 40 heater. We will be right back with Howie Carr. Don't go anywhere. The Grace Curley Show will be right back. This is the Grace Curley Show. Welcome back, everyone, to the Grace Curley Show. Joining me now on the line is Howie Carr. And Howie, there's so much news out there today. 
But one that I wanted to ask you about is this Jeffrey Epstein story. Have you heard about this, Howie, about what's happening and the the latest that's going to be released on Jeffrey Epstein's high-profile associates? Do you think we're actually going to get the names here? Because there's still some time for things to change. They said after the new year. I was thinking about doing it. I think I will do as my poll question. Uh, What do you think is more likely to be released? The the list of Jeffrey Epstein's... uh, clients or the list of the uh the cambridge watertown <laughs> brothels clients isn't it weird it came out on the same day because i was thinking to myself i'm like oh now all we need is the the list of the brothel clients and then somebody sent me that from mass live that they're right no it broke last night they uh they released it about five thirty, something like that uh the the u.s attorney's office i know that they uh, they, they they're getting more cooperation i'm told by sources from the people in Virginia than they are from the people in Massachusetts. Go figure. Go figure, right? I mean, the DA in Virginia where the brothels were located is a Soros person, so obviously they're, they're not going to go after Democrats. But, uh, you know, the, uh, the the Republican attorney general in Virginia will, will do it. Yeah, that makes sense. And, Howie, just to get back to the Epstein thing, it says, Judge Loretta Preska, this is from the Daily Mail, wrote unsealed in full next to the names of 177 does who are Epstein's friends, recruiters, victims, mm-hmm. and others whose names will be revealed uh, when the material is released. Judge Loretta Preska, Howie, brave woman, I would say. Yeah, you know, I, I'm thinking, you know, I'm giving it away, but I, I think I would say that it's more likely the uh, the Epstein clients are going to be released than uh, Marion Ryan is going to release. She's, she's one of the worst DAs in Massachusetts, in my opinion. But you have to imagine, Howie, that the names on this list must be high-profile dare I say Democrats because I feel like the way the way I've come to know these leaks and these whistleblowers if this were a, li- a list of 177 Republicans right I think we'd have it by now well but but I mean look uh, the Wall Street Journal yesterday had another story about Epstein's uh, dealings with these uh, young women I don't know if you read it but they had pictures of him uh, of uh, one of Epstein's women, uh, young women, a Polish girl, uh, posing with uh, uh, Bill Gates and with Woody Allen. I did see that. Yeah, the Daily Mail, it's weird. They seem to be the only ones interested in the Jeffrey Epstein story. Exactly. Which is crazy because like so many stories that we've been talking about recently, Howie, there's an interest. Like people click on those stories. People want to hear about it but or read about it, but only so many uh, media outlets are willing to cover it. Howie Carr is coming up next. He's got an excellent show planned with a lot of local news that I think you all will be interested in. So do not go anywhere. Uh, you still have just a few seconds. Oh, and Howie, Emma wanted to know, are you a real tree guy or a fake tree guy? Fake trees all the way. Oh, fake trees and filet mignons. That's Howie Carr's kind of holiday. Don't go anywhere. The captain joins you next. He's got a great show. We'll be right back.